So here in my town, uh, Victoria, BC, we're having some problems with a couple different things. We're making national news in a couple different ways. One is um, some homeless camps is what they're calling them. Uh, these tent cities, well, I don't know that you'd call them cities, there's like 60 tents take over a park every summer. And um, then people go in an uproar and say that these are homeless and you know, low incomes and housing crisis and uh, all this stuff. And uh, I agree that um, councils here in Victoria, of which I think there's 13 that make up what most people think of as Victoria, um, these councils have been uh, the champions of nimbyism, so not in my backyardism. So they don't allow for density. They haven't allowed for density in the last 25 years. So while more and more people want to come and live in Victoria because we have the mildest climate in Canada and a fairly decent economy, it's not solely based on one resource, for instance, because it's a government town, it's the capital of British Columbia, it's a, a university town, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a tech town, um, it's a vacation, you know, hotspot, all those things. Um, and because of that, our economy here does very well. Now, the councils here, of which there are 13 that make up the South Island, 12 or 13, maybe more, it's insane. I mean, the fact that I can't keep track of it, it means it's insane. Um, the councils here have not done this a service to the people they serve, to their constituents, in regards to housing and housing costs. They have not allowed for density, and now they're in a rush to create density, and they're going to do it without forethought, without appropriate forethought, without appropriate infrastructure, and there will be price to pay for that over the next decade in Victoria. And due to these pressures, due to this inaction by the 13 councils, due to the fact that we're, you know, have 13 councils instead of one, you know, I, I'm an advocate for amalgamation, um, due to, uh, you know, the the federal government not doing their job and uh, building low-income housing because that is the federal government's job um, because that hasn't been done uh, over the last 30 years there there is a pinch we are feeling pressure um, for housing on the South Island uh, but these tents cities that come up, and again, I, I hesitate to call them a tent city. It's like 60 tents at the most. Um, because, of course, they're taking over small local community parks uh, for the summer. And um, my problem with them is multi-pronged, I guess, ultimately. They're not real Hoover towns. Hoover towns were things that popped up all over the United States in every major city of the U.S. Uh, during the Depression of people who actually had no income, um, and uh, you know they were they were the uh, the ramshackle houses, and uh, the, these were Hoover towns, and they were there year round, and they were there um, because of serious economic distress within America. The, our, our tent cities go away in the winter. That means people have somewhere to go. If they didn't go away in the winter, if we were having this conversation 
in February and not August, I would be more, um, I, I would, I, I would, I would think that there's more, a real problem. I think that a lot of these, like the one in Saanich, one of the 13 municipalities that make up Victoria, um, the one in Saanich, I would drive by it every day doing my deliveries for my store and um, I would see one tent and I'm like hey they shouldn't be allowed to t camp there that's a that's a local park and then there were two tents and I was like well the police should get in there and move those people on because we're, we know what Victoria is prone to happening in this every summer is that uh, it's so nice people just want to camp and so and then three tents, and then five tents, and then 12 tents, and then we have a tent city, and now there's like 60 tents. And it's like, that's just free camping, man. That's just you taking over a local community park and free camping. That's not homelessness, you know, blah, blah, blah. They make it political. There's people in those groups who uh, then become a political voice and saying that these are the people they're talking for. But the people they're talking for and the people in those camps are two different people. Because the people they're talking for are real homeless people who are actually on the street, um, uh, who really do need uh, assistance. I, I think from my limited perspective, most of the people in these camps are not those people. Most of the people in these camps are just people who want free camping for the summer and will go away once the rains, rains come again. And if they go away once the rains come again, they were never needed, they, they never really needed to be there in the first place. The problem is, is they don't clean up after themselves. They leave t tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of uh, cleanup um, behind every fall. What's that all about? Well, how is this a surprise that this is becoming a yearly thing in Victoria where a bunch of people who don't want to pay for camping take over a park and then leave Victoria with or Saanich or you know View Royal or you know one of the other 13 municipalities um, with a big bill for cleanup of their mess because they aren't being reasonable you know people they're just looking for free camping and if I, I, say, I say that pretty confidently because they will go away when the inclement weather comes back. Once we get bad weather again, their camp will go away. They are not a true Hoover town. They are not doing it out of need. They're doing it out of desire. It's a nice place to camp for free for the summer. Moving on from that one. That's the one thing I don't get about this whole thing is if they'd stopped them early, we wouldn't have the the, the big, uh, the 60 tents uh, and the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of cleanup. And if they, if they would just admit that most of the people in that camp aren't the homeless we're talking about. I think that we do have a homeless problem. I think we do have a housing shortage. I think those things, but I think that most of the people in those camp are not those people. Those people are still on the streets. Those people are still, um, those people are not, not in uh, really nice tents um, uh, got from, you know, the local uh, MEC uh, in this camp. Those people are campers who just wanted to camp. You know, okay. So, moving on to the other issue that got Victoria national attention. 
the statue of Sir John A. Macdonald. Um, I understand both sides of that story. Uh, the the uh, local uh, Aboriginal or Indigenous population, uh, of which there's a number of bands that Victoria occupies their hereditary lands, um, would like to see some of those kinds of things rectified as parts of reconciliation. I think that the, the statue that was taken down, it was an ugly statue. I'm sorry to the artist for saying that, but it was. Um, and it was there in the 80s. It's not like it's historically, you know, important. It was placed there in the 80s. So it's not like it's one that was placed by Sir John A. when he was in the area, you know. Um, and uh, removing the statue doesn't make us forget Sir John A. Macdonald. Oh my God, they took out the statue. Sir John who? No, we totally know who that guy is. I think that... Um, uh, that the people who demanded it be taken out have to realize that, you know, 150 years ago, if you have a problem, you should have a problem with Chrétien. You should have a problem with uh, Pierre Trudeau. You should have a problem with Harper. These were the guys who did nothing to help the situation. These are the guys whose uh, names you should be dragging through the mud. Sir John A. Macdonald, a man of uh, 150 years ago of his time, did something that was inappropriate, that, uh, that continued through Chrétien, through Pierre Elliott Trudeau, through uh, Harper. They continued what he started 150 years ago. Those are the guys who you should be having a problem with, not the historical figure. The historical figure did nothing to anybody alive today. Those are the men you should be angry with. Those are the men who's, uh, 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 you, sh you should be taking to task. They are the people who say you shouldn't be naming uh, uh, you know, an airport after, a library after. These are the guys who continued the colonization um, uh, uh, policies. Uh, uh, in the modern era and I don't you know I don't get attacking the historical guys without going after the modern guys who continue to do the continue to pursue the Indian Act okay I'm a white guy and I have a limited perspective but I, I you know please tell me why I'm wrong or why I need to mo know more I, I wish you all the best. That's my curmudgeonly rant of today. I love you all. Cheers.